0: Hello and welcome to Marathon Man. This is the first episode of the first season wherein I will be watching The Fast and the Furious. So, I wanted to go over some rules that I will be imposing on myself. One, I cannot use my phone whatsoever if the movie is playing on screen. Now, there are exceptions such as if I get a phone call from somebody that I know and or if I get a an urgent text message I can look at the screen see if it's important if it's because I don't want to be a jerk and if it's an emergency then I wanna be available so aside from that not even gonna look at it It's just gonna sit on the other side of the couch and Obviously, along with that, is no computer. I'm devoting 100% of my attention to the movies. I will have a little notepad where I can write down notes and thoughts that I will be posing in the episodes. Um, Also, no pausing the movie unless I get one of those important emergency phone calls or... I have some sort of bathroom emergency because I will I will hold if need be, but if it becomes urgent, I'm not going to kill myself over this. I'm just going to pause the movie and take care of business. But uh, number three, I must watch the movie all the way through the credits the very, very last frame. Um, And also number four, I can take no longer than a 15 minute break in between movies, aside from doing the podcast stuff. So I'll have 15 minutes after I do the podcast. Now this is in between movies. If I'm doing the episodes that are halfway through the movies. I'm doing the episode and I'm getting right back into it. No break. So, um, yeah, this is only between the movies. I will have no longer than a 15 minute break where I can get food and have, do non emergency bathroom stuff. If that's what is called for. Um, I can just get up and stretch my legs, do whatever, but yeah, so yeah, those are the rules, and I'm pretty excited. I'm sitting here with my fancy coffee that is Moravian sugar cake flavored, and it's a special Christmas flavor by the East Indies Tea and Coffee Company, and they are a fantastic fantastic company. I love their coffees so much. They do a great job with balancing the right flavors. And usually I have whoopie pie flavored coffee and tiramisu flavored coffee, but I figured during the holidays I will be getting their holiday flavors. Um yeah. So I am about to start the movie, and for you, it will seem instantaneous that I am continuing to talk, but for me, it will be uh, probably about 50 minutes. So, without further ado, I will see you on the other side. Alright, so, um, I have my coffee, had some Pop-Tarts, I'm feeling good. And I will um, share with you some thoughts I've had over the first half of this movie. First of all, it is from the very first frame so incredibly early 2000s. From the chrome words to the cheesy effects to the music, it's just very steeped in late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but the opening heist thing, uh, the hijacking of the truck, my question was, why doesn't the truck driver just stop? Like, he has a truck, he can just stop, and, but he just keeps going at the same speed and lets these people shoot harpoon guns into his windshield and on into his seat and like all this stuff. Like if he would just put on the brakes, like he could disrupt all this stuff. Well, maybe he's worried about guns or something. If he slows down, I don't know. But, um, also we get our first car under the truck in that opening hijacking scene. Um I thought the first one was later in the movie but I guess we get more than one cuz uh happens right here in the opening scene and uh if, I mean if you're not following along this is where the car drives sideways under the truck the trailer um yeah which is impossible in real life by the way Um, yeah, but, uh, I love the line from Vince of, what is this guy sandwich crazy? I think that is a fantastic line. Um, and in that scene as well, when he's in the diner or not, is it the diner? I don't know. I mean, it's a little food place. Um, the music in that scene is so 90s. Uh, and I don't know if that's like an original song for the movie or if that's a real song. Probably for the movie. Um, but yeah, on Brian's driver's license is the name Brian Spillner. Now, I cannot remember if... The last name is his real last name. But either way, he's using his real name here. At least his real first name, possibly his real last name. I'll get back to you in the next episode once I find out for certain. But that is a bold move for an undercover cop. To use your real name where they can just check on anything about you um yeah that's living life on the edge right there um but also the first street race music uh the first street race the music changes songs like every 10 to 15 seconds it's like We're hit with like three different songs in the span of half a minute because they're just blowing through these things um, just to give people like, oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. But, um, yeah. Speaking of the street race, why wouldn't Brian just bring $2,000 to buy in? Like... The LAPD that he works for? Like, there's no... I mean, they bought him a car. How can they not afford $2,000 to have him be able to race like that? Maybe they didn't know the specific number, but obviously they could have given him some money for this thing. Then again, maybe they didn't know that he was going to get into the street racing itself but then again, what is he even doing undercover then? I don't know. Um, or maybe he was just like, no, I'm going to not buy in. I'm going to put up my car and maybe that will, um, aid in my infiltration. Maybe that's what his thoughts and plans were. I don't know. I don't know. But it worked, I guess. Um, Yeah, the effects during the first street race are incredibly bad. They have not aged well. Um, And uh, during the race, Brian damages his car so bad. Like, it is nearly undriveable. And then, like, he's limping back to the finish line with that thing. Or... Yeah. And... He... Somehow... Just... Gets... Like, makes a good getaway. Like, he just fires that thing up and starts driving away. Like, speeding away from the cops and everything. Like... I don't know. They're... Like... Also, the floor in the passenger seat like blew off like it like ejected from the car and there was a hole in his floor but then Toretto gets in or Dom if you will and they make no mention of the fact that there's a giant hole in the floor and it looks like Dom's having no trouble just sitting there. Um, and they're just having a nice normal conversation despite the fact that there would be like crazy winds happening and like they would have to be shouting at each other. Either way, um, Brian is either a really good actor or a terrible police officer. Cause I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to say because on the one hand, he makes up, like he, like, he could have said anything. He could have been like, oh, yeah. Like, Dom's questioning him about, like, well, you seem like you've done this before. Were you a wheel man? He's like, no. Were you in, you know, jail? Or were you a racer? Like, all this stuff. And he's just like, no, 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 no. Like, he's telling the truth. But it's also like the only logical end to that scenario is like, oh, so you're a cop and you know how to do stuff. But then Dom reveals that he had his people look up information about Brian and found out that he stole cars that put him in juvie. Which I assume the l a p. d put that in his record um in case they looked it up. That's my assumption, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a real thing that you know, and Brian looks legitimately surprised that they've looked into it, so it's hard to say. Either good actor, horrible police officer. Um but he he does get into that gang pretty well. So I don't know, I'm torn on that one. But uh one thing I noticed shortly after that they have the encounter with the Asian gang on the motorcycles, and they take them back to their, I don't know, base of operations or whatever, and the music here, I never noticed, is a reprisal of the music back when Vince and Brian were fighting outside the diner, Uh, the Watch Your Back song. It's like on drums, and... You can tell, like, if you're listening to it, you can tell it's, like, the same rhythm of, like, the words, but, like, on drums. And I thought that was pretty cool. Because, you know, it's a similar, like, it's a similar thing. Like, they're in danger and, you know, possibly getting into a fight and all that stuff. Like, well done. Well done, I should have looked up the composer's name, but um, whoever you are, not a bad job. Um, And then when they go back to the party, another line I didn't notice before was uh, the, I can't remember his name, Um, little squirrely guy with uh, ADD. Uh, He's like making out with this girl and then Dom is like, hey man, take it upstairs. And he's like, "Uh, you can't detail a car with the cover on, which (laughs) I never noticed before, but um, pretty clever euphemism for sex. Um, Yeah, and then we friggin' get Captain Stottlemyre in a strange um, look for him. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. He, I say Captain Stoddlmeyer because that's where I know him from Monk. Um, can't remember the actor's name, Ted something. Um, yeah, he he's got a very strange look. He he needs to stick with like the mustache and whatever. No sunglasses. I don't know. It's just something weird about it. But in this scene, the captain, the other guy, um, I think his name's Harry. Maybe not Harry. I think it's Harry. He's like, that was an $80,000 vehicle and that was completely destroyed by the Asian gang who blew it up. And I was just thinking, like, they gave him an $80,000 car and they can't give him $2,000 to enter into the street race. I don't know. That seems a little crazy to me, but whatever. Um, also, uh, shortly after that, they're still using floppy drives at this point. Um, I didn't think the movie was that old, but I guess, I don't know, maybe 2001 was still floppy drive era. I don't know. I can't remember, but I, I thought that was funny. He pops in a floppy drive, and then that's the like blueprints of his upcoming car that they're working on. Um, and but yeah, there is so much car jargon and lingo in this movie. Like, even car aficionados and like people who are really into cars and know a lot about cars and work on cars and are mechanics and all that stuff. I feel like even they would be like, all right, guys, just loosen up a bit. This is not how people talk. Cause it's like every five seconds they're making like a car pun or like, just like making jokes about like, "Hey, yeah, the car stuff, you know, it's like people who are into stuff. Don't, Meant make that big of a deal about like car stuff I don't know it's it seems like a lot, but um one thing I did notice is they did an excellent job of picking cars that match the character's personalities, like. I noticed it when they were driving up to look into the Asian gang's cars. Um, they pull up, and the and I was like, I, I don't know why, but I was assuming that Dom was going to be driving it, but it was the guy with ADD. I really need to learn the character's name. I'll know it by the end of the movie. I'll make that, throw that out there. By the end of the movie, next episode, I'm going to know his name um i'm going to find out all their names i'm going to burn them into my brain um but yeah like he was driving and it was like this like i don't know 90s ish like car i don't it's hard to say but it just matched him perfectly and, like, no other characters would have driven that car but him. And so I was like, oh, well, I thought it was odd that Dom was driving. Dom wasn't driving. So it makes perfect sense, actually. And, like, the car that Dom does drive, like, in the street race, and then also later in the um with the, the muscle car that, that he drives later, they are both really accurate representations of, like, his personality. And... Ryan's car that he enters into the street race also matches him like just I'm not even talking about like what's under the hood or like all that kind of stuff I'm just talking about the physical look of the car is very representative of the characters I don't know something about it Good job. I don't know if the director himself chose the cars or something. But I would assume it would be the maybe set designer. Or, hey, maybe the actors themselves are like, all right, I like this car. This is my car. Maybe they let them pick the car themselves. That could work. That could be why they match their personalities so well. I don't know. But yeah. So at the end of the first half-ish, I went a little over first half. I'm at like fifty-eight minutes. There's still forty-eight minutes left. Um but I wanted to get a nice stopping place like the midpoint. Um but uh Dom has just shown Brian the car that him and his dad worked on, told him the sad story about watching his father die and beating up some guy who caused it. And we get the uh pretty much tagline of the movie, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. And uh yeah, so I guess we'll leave the first episode at that, I believe. And so I will see you in the next episode with the second half of Fast and the Furious. And I will know all of the characters' names by then. I will make sure of it. See you there.